Take away the world's desires when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we pray. When we
the church. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God. So let the church bear the greatest indictment because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature. All men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, 
We have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust, and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, 
and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of antichrist in the name of jesus and the power of his blood i pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of jezebel that teaches fornication lust and idolatry that her curse seduction and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people i ask lord that the depths of satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in jesus name that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men that we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season, and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. 
that we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life. We give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 Good evening and welcome to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetbang in time Bible study. Happy Sabbath. And we want you to come and join us, get your Bibles ready so we can enjoy a great hour of Bible study. Amen. Amen. Get your Bibles ready. It's that time. As always, happy Sabbath to you. Amen. And you know, all this month we've been talking about revival. So tonight we're going to be talking about confession and repentance. That's two things that's needed for true revival. Amen. If that's not going on, then you have no true revival. Revival. Amen. Amen. Can't be just jumping around and shouting and running and ripping and all that if you don't have confession and repentance. There you go. That's got to be going on too. And we got a true revival. Amen. We want to start in the Old Testament in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13. He who covers his transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes his sins will obtain mercy. Amen. 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 And you know, all through the Bible, people have always taken the first step towards spiritual revival. By what? Repenting, feeling sorry for, and confessing, admitting to their sins. And God has always prepared his people to do a great work for him by leading them to godly sorrow for their sins. Once we acknowledge or admit our sins and confess them, we are on the way to victory over them. 
The Lord does not slowly keep his promise. He is not slow in the way some people understand it. He is patient with you. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. He said that in his word in 2 Peter 3.9. Amen. Amen. So this is true. But if we are to receive plenty of spirit power, we need to repent and confess our sins. Amen. Now these are two important things we have to do. Yeah, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you must confess and, and repent. Con and repent. And if you think you can get the Holy Spirit and don't do those two things, you are wrong. Some people think they get the Holy Spirit and don't have to repent. Or confess their sins. That's no. right. They think they can. Well, you're wrong. That's <coughs> not what God's word said. No, it's not. God's word says you must repent and confess. And That's if you exactly don't, right. That's right. You must do that. And if you don't, then God do not hear you. That's right. And we will study the book of Acts to understand how important it is for people to truly repent when they expect the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We also want to understand the difference between true repentance and false repentance. Remember, <clears throat> wherever God has a true, there's always a false, false. or a counterfeit. The devil is going to make sure. That always. He's going to always make sure that there's a false that's so close to true. If you don't have God, you won't, you won't know the difference. You won't know the difference. And that's what we got to remember when it comes to his word. Most of all, we will discover that repentance is a gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives this gift to help us to show Jesus' love to those around us. So we're going to go to Acts chapter 5 and verse 30 and 32. 30. Acts, mm -hmm, in the New Testament. <clears throat> Acts chapter 5. Verse 30 through 32. And the God of our forefathers raised up Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree, the cross. God exalted him to his right hand to be prince and leader and savior and deliverer and preserver in order to grant repentance to Israel and to bestow forgiveness and release from sins. And we are witnesses of these things. And the Holy Spirit is also whom God has bestowed on those who obey him. <clears throat> Did you hear that? Yes. On and those. we are witnesses of these things. Yes. And the Holy Spirit also whom God has bestowed on those who obey him. Right. Those who obey him. And he said, <clears throat> he said, obey those who repent and what? And confess their sins. They are obeying the yeah. Holy Spirit. Right. So he'll pour the Holy Spirit upon you if you do those two things there. Repent 
and confess. Those two things, that's being obedient. If and you they do are two very important things that's to do. That's right. You must do So during the week before Pentecost, the disciples prayed hard to God for forgiveness of sin. In Acts chapter 1, we're going to look Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Acts 1 verse 14 says, All of these with their minds in full agreement devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So they was in prayer. This experience was of one accord, meaning strong unity. They were one. They were in agreement among Christ's followers. This unity would not have been possible without repentance and confession. All right, without repentance and confession. That's that important. Those two words are right there. You must do those two things. There is no right. way. Because they was repenting and confessing. And so they become one. one. There was an agreement. Right, there was an agreement. So unity there. There was unity there. So yeah. the, that's right. So the disciples' prayer and confession prepared them for what would come soon. And that's exactly right. So Peter makes two very important points. First, repentance is a gift. A gift. As we open our hearts to the leading of the Holy Spirit, Jesus gives us the gift of repentance. Amen. And second, the disciples themselves witnessed what real repentance was and how well it worked in their lives. So they both experienced and preached repentance. They preached it. They preached it. And see, that, that's what the cross gave us. Yes, it the did. The cross gave us those gifts. Confession and repentance. It, it gave us, if Jesus hadn't went to the cross, we wouldn't have had that gift. Those no. things were not there until We would have died with those sins that, on us. That's right. By him going to the cross gave us those gifts. Gave us that hope. That's and right. the Holy Spirit to lead us to repentance That's and confession. Right. That's right. So the disciples waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit to be poured out. They humbled their hearts in true repentance and confessed their unbelief. They better understood the words that Christ had spoken to them before his death. As the disciples remembered Christ's pure, holy life, they felt that nothing they could be asked to do for Christ or give up for him would be too much. Amen. All they wanted was to have Christ's lovely character. And that's what we want. That's, that's what we want. Well, you realize or not, that's what you want. And that's what we need. I mean, if, when you put that against all the worldly things, then that outweighs everything that you yes, have in this world. It may not seem like it. That's, that's the debate between the flesh and the Holy Spirit. Mm. The debate is, oh, I'm giving up a lot. No, you're giving up nothing for what God has given you. For what he died on the cross, that's nothing. That's right. You know, repentance and confession are common topics throughout Acts. 
So Acts, we're going to go to Acts chapter 17, verse 30 and 31. 17. Acts 30, chapter 30, 17. And 31. 30 and 31. Okay. Such former age of ignorance, God, it is true, ignored and allowed to pass unnoticed, but now he charges all people everywhere to repent, to change their minds for the better, and heartily to amend their ways with abhorrence of their past sins. 31. Because he has fixed a day when he will judge the world righteously by a man whom he has destined and appointed for that task, he has made this credible and given conviction and assurance and evidence to everyone by raising him from the dead. That's right. And see, he said <clears throat> of your past sins, some people don't want to recognize their past sins. They want to walk around. Instead mm -hmm. of one that you got to go and repent. Because they're not ready to let go of that sin. That's right. You have got to recognize the Lord, look, I, this, I, I got a problem with this sin right mm -hmm. here, whatever it may be. And I, I can't eliminate it by myself, Lord. And I know you this, can. This sin has got me and I'm weak to it. Uh, you know, you're like weak to it. Uh, a man hungry, you're so weak that you can't lift yourself up. That's the way sin have you. And Lord, if you don't help me, mm -hmm. I won't get up because I'm too weak. But Lord, through you, I can make it. I can make it. That's See, right. People have to recognize <laughs> your sin and tell the Lord about that sin. Don't walk around it as if it doesn't exist. Exactly right. That's true repentance. That's true repentance. Let's go to Acts chapter 26. 26. Verse 19 and 20. 19 20. Acts chapter 26, verse 19 and 20. Wherefore, O, o King Agrippa was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but made known openly, first of all, to those at Damascus, then at Jerusalem, <clears throat> and throughout the whole land of Judea, and also among the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, and do works and live lives consistent with and worthy of their repentance. Yes. <clears throat> there you go. Yes. That's, uh, and, and that was old King Agrippa. He told them. That's and right. he went to Damascus. He went to Jerusalem. He went to Judea and also among the Gentiles, told them to repent. Live life. That means turn away from that old life. Your turn old away. Ways. Give up them old ways. Mm -hmm. Give up that old personality, that old you. See, let go of that. Brothers and sisters, you got to let go of that. Don't say some of the ways, but all of the ways. That's yeah, right. it takes time. It you're takes not time. Gonna, you're not going to give it up overnight or a week, two weeks, six weeks. Month. That's a lifetime job. A lifetime process. God gives you credit for, <clears throat> forever. forever for trying, working on it, forever. walking towards that direction. But just sitting in it and doing nothing, you get a big old L, lock it. You flunk, you out. That's right. You're out, just like then. When you're in school, you get. You get a D, 
That's at least you try. But when you get a big old fat L, that means you didn't do anything. That's right. And you know, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that make us realize our need for a Savior who forgives sin. At the same time, we must remember that the Holy Spirit does not fill the hearts of people who refuse to repent. Let's look at Romans chapter 2 and verse 8. Romans 2 verse 8. Romans 2 and verse 8. Did you hear that? It doesn't touch you if you refuse. The hearts of the people who refuse, the Holy Spirit will not fill the hearts of people who refuse to repent. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. If you get a test and you don't get anything, a big old fat elk, that means you didn't do nothing. That you suppose that God asked you to do. That's Obedience. Right. Nothing. So, Obedience. So we're going to Romans 2 and verse 8. But those who are self-seeking, self-willed, and disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be indignation and wrath. Mm. That's all you're going to get. That's all you got coming. And also we're going to look in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And Peter answered them, Repent, change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of and release from your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 39. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to, and for you and your children, and to, and for all that are far away, even to, and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. Mm. So it's up to us. The Holy Spirit is there. Waiting. Waiting. For you to welcome him. Exactly. And waiting on you to say, come in, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Waiting on you. And all you got to do is repent. Just repent. Then the Holy Spirit is there. That's right, because the Holy Spirit fills the hearts of people who give up selfish ambition and desire for honor and self-glory. So if you never give up self-ambition and self-glory, then you haven't repent. No. You haven't turned from your wicked ways if you want this glory or you want this ambition. It's all about you, self-righteousness. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about... You want to be honored yeah. all the time. It, it, it's about what you want, about what you want to be in life, what you want what you want to make in life. You want to be recognized. You want to be praised. You want to be lifted up. I want all these letters behind my name. Yes. If that's <laughs> not going to get me to heaven, it's not really important. No, no I'm afraid not. No. Nope. So, Second Corinthians... We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 to 11. And this is going to explain true re- repentance. Verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, 
Throwing in verse 9. Okay. Yep. Yet I am glad now, not because you were pained, but because you were pained into repentance, and so turned back to God. For you felt a grief such as God meant you to feel, so that in nothing you might suffer loss through us or harm for what we did. For godly grief and the pain God is permitted to direct produce a repentance that leads and contributes to salvation and deliverance from evil, and it never brings regret. But worldly grief, which is hopeless sorrow, that is characteristic of the pagan world is deadly. For you can look back now and observe what this same godly sorrow has done for you and has produced in you. What eagerness and earnest care to explain and clear yourself of all complicity and the condoning of incest. What indignation at the sin what alarm, what yearning, what zeal to do justice to all concerned. What readiness met all out punishment to the offender. At every point, you have proved yourself clear and guiltless in the matter. Amen. You know, that's what some people say. Oh, I never go through. I'll never do that no more. That hurts so bad. You should be saying, thank God. Oh, thank well, you, Jesus. You say thank God once the pain is over. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but during you know, that pain, that yeah. it, it hurts. Yeah, it, it it's hurts. like a wound that will never close. Yes. So but, that's true. Yeah, but you know, if you think about it, Lord, you allow me to go through this because I need this. Because if I ask God to cleanse me, mm hmm. I know why I'm going through the pain. Is it not going to be painful? Yeah. I know be. why I'm going through the pain. I'm That's going correct. through the pain because I asked God to I get there. I want to be cleansed. That's right. I want to be cleansed. And if he cleansed me, mm -hmm. it's not going to be like eating my favorite dessert. Or like you're saying, when you yeah. are uh, cleaning some things that you clean, you have to use a harsh... I have, get, I have to get an S.O.S. pad, okay? Something I have to get a wire a, a brush, okay? Some things you clean. So if I ask God to clean me. There's some things he has to do that to us. We, we need a brass. Right. So I shouldn't be angry or, or, or say, oh, this is painful. That's why I say you should say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank for your you Lord. I know why I'm going through this. Thank you, Jesus. Scrub me a little harder so you can clean me real good. Because, Lord, I know. I know why I'm going through it. That's why he gives you that repentance that God led sorrow for sin and helps a person decide to give up whatever sin the Holy Spirit tells him. Mm-hmm. True repentance does not lead Christians into deep depression. All right. Because of their sinful action. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Because you, if you pray for your sin mm -hmm. to be removed, then you know it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Because it's so deep down in you, you got to scrub hard. It's been a habit for years and years and years. 
to get it out so you ought to smile when he starts scrubbing. You folks all said, boy, what you smiling about? It hurts. And I know when he get done. When he get done, mm -hmm. you ain't going to know me. When he get through scrubbing, I'm going to be wearing this snow. See, exactly. that's what God expects his people to do and not complain about it hurts. That's because right. when you're praying, he going to answer. He going to answer because he said, I suffer for no man to perish, but to come to repentance. All right. Go so ahead. we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 14 and verse 6 in the oh, Old Testament. Okay. Ezekiel. Hey, okay, that's what I'm talking about. We got, we got to. Yeah, Ezekiel. All right. Right here on the mountain. No. Uh, Ezekiel 14. chapter 14 and verse 6. Verse 6. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent and turn away from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. Now see, right there, if he scrubbed you to get rid of your idols, it's mm. going to hurt. Because mm -hmm. who wants to give up praise in that new house, <laughs> their automobile, their $30,000 in the bank? Or it may be a husband or a wife uh, or your child. I'm getting ready to get on there. Mm. Who wants to God has to scrub you to make you let go of those things, and it's going to hurt. But if you want to enter the kingdom, you got to be scrubbed, and then you might have to be put on a stove and boil like a hot pot of water. Those things gonna hurt. Oh yeah. But you got to say, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, praise you, God." See, that's what God expects out of His people when you know. The work has been done for your good and God's glory. That's right, because godly sadness makes us turn away from our sins and be saved. It leads us to focus or put our attention on Jesus. Mm. Righteousness, perfect character, holy life, not our sinfulness. All it right. helps us to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. That's right. We can go to it. Let's Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews, okay. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Okay. All right. Hebrews 12 and, and verse two. 2. Okay. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, given the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm, that's he. That's what I'm talking about, glory. See, that's what I'm talking about, joy. Amen. Joy in the morning. When God gets through scrubbing, you all 
put your hands together and clap. Because we look to Jesus, the author <laughs> and the finisher of our faith. That's what I'm talking about. As a Christian, that's what we should be happy. We should be happy when it when it's over with. Yeah, because when know. he finished, it will be perfected. Yes. It will be mature. All brothers and sisters. We will be sisters. like him. All brothers and sisters, we ought, to, we ought to have a smile on our face and still looking so mean as if the world is about to end. We ought to be jumping up and clapping with joy when God cleanses. We ought to know that God has saved us from where we was headed. To hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> And we're going to come back with more of uh, confession and repentance right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in time Bible study. You know, sometimes when I'm riding in my car and just thinking about the goodness of the Lord, I want to sing to him to let him know how wonderful he is. The song says, I really love you. Say it. I love you. Oh, yes, I love with 
Amen. Amen. Wow. Now you can understand why he said, I am a jealous God. That's right. See, put Paul no said other. he's a chief of sinners. That's right. He said, put no other God before me. Now you can see what he's saying. No other God before him. Because look what he's done for us. And Paul was saying he was a chief because he was Saul before he came. Paul, and he was attacking Christian, the Christian yeah, before he, that. Yeah, because yeah. he thought he was doing it in the name of Jesus. And he had no idea. So the Apostle Paul realized that he was attacking the Lord. That's right. He was attacking Jesus himself. He didn't realize he was doing wrong. So but, he went down on his knees to pray in true repentance and confession. True, right. For all his life, Paul never tired of telling the story of his own sinful nature and God's grace. That's right. But even after that, God left him a little thorn in his side. Oh, yeah. God said, so I got to leave you something, Paul. I got to leave you something to remind you. Exactly. Uh, you, you know. Uh, As he leave us all some kind of thorn. That's right. He said, I'm going to leave you a little something. I got to leave you a little something, something. So, if you ever get thick-headed again, a little something, something to remind you uh, where you come from. That's right. That is because Paul's repentance did not make him feel depressed. Instead, it brought him close to an all-loving and forgiving Savior. All right. See, the confession of Paul's sin did not make him feel more guilty than before. That's right. Rather, Paul was more interested in preaching how righteous, holy Jesus was than how unrighteous and holy he was. Mm -hmm. So it was all about Christ. He was the center of what Paul was talking about. Jesus was the center of his joy. Yes. That's, that's why God tells us, let's not get self-righteous. Let's get closer to him. Amen. Let's not go to church and, and, and repent and, and get self-righteous and look at ourselves. Let's As if up. we are something. Let's look up. Let's not look around. <laughs> Let's look up. Amen. So I know, have you ever felt that you were the worst of sinners? Yeah, I know I have. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's no other but me. I'm the worst there is. <laughs> and have you felt that you were still too sinful to be saved? There's oh, sometimes I have. Well, most times. Because mm -hmm. I feel that I can't do nothing right. I feel Correct. like if Correct. I'm not thinking wrong, I'm looking wrong. If I'm not looking <laughs> wrong, I'm stepping wrong. If I ain't stepping wrong. Making I, decisions, <laughs> wrong decisions so, and everything so yeah, else. you know. Lord help me. We're going to go to First John chapter 1. Okay. And verse 19. First, First John, John 1, 1, 9. 9. Okay. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promise, and will forgive our sin, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously you hear that? Continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not in conformity to his will and purpose, thought, and action. Now, what was that word right there you used before clean? You talking about, uh, let me read the whole thing again. And he, if we freely admit. 
that we have sinned and confessed our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promise, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously. Now, if that word means you are being worked on until you die, there is so no... So that's a continuous that, that's cleanse right. us from yeah, all so, unrighteousness. So I, I don't know where Christians think that, bam, I reached the top. No, you don't. That word means... Continue. Never stop. It's continuously working continuously and cleaning. Us from all now, let me even to your grave. You are being continuously worked on, washed, clean, dust. So, in so, other words, it's not save, always save. Thank you. It's a continuous saving That's hour right. to Christ. And so, we're going to read 10 too. Yeah, 10. yeah. So, I don't know what some people think. Once saved, always saved. I've been church 30 years. I'm saved. I'm a Christian. What did it get? I don't understand. That's why I asked you. It's continuous cleansing. I want you to say that again. Continuously cleanse I, I just didn't know my new definition of that word now. But That's it. that means none stop cleaning. Amen. None stop. Boy, you remember. We're going to read 10 too. Okay. And if we say or we claim we have not sinned, we contradict his word and make him out to be false or a liar. And his word is not in us. The divine message of the gospel is not in our hearts. So if you say, I'm a Christian, and you don't sin no more, you just made God our life. Mm. And so I'm the divine we, message, the gospel uh, is not in your heart. And we just read number nine where he said he continued to cleanse, cleanse you. From all unrighteousness. So that means you've been cleansed to your grave. Mm -hmm. So that means you still sinning. So that means what? You're right. sinning. Until you leave here. Until you leave here. So as you continue each and every day, confess and repent of your sin. Because what we have to remember. As you continue to walk with Christ, he will continue to show you things that, oh, remember what you said? Or oh, you shouldn't have said that. But you have to repent of that. Now, it just tells me one thing, that sin do not have dominion over you. It don't control you. Like it used to. That's right. what it tells me. There was a time you just got up that and sinned yeah. all day, didn't care. You were doing what you was in darkness. And just, you care less. There was a time you ate, slept, walked, drink, talk, sin. You don't do that no it more. It totally controlled. Your flesh is what controlled right. you. Yeah, you don't do that no more. Now, I can go along with that, brother and sister. Yeah, I can go along with that. God has control of you now, not sin. Amen. Amen, amen. We're going to go to... Isaiah chapter 1 in the okay, Old Testament. Okay, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter okay, 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 16. 1, 16. Okay. 17 and 18. Okay. Wash yourselves. Make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes. Right Cease to do right, evil. All right there. See that? We just read that. I didn't mean mm -hmm. cut you off. See, some of us don't take baths and things too regularly. That's sin. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> See? We so, we, you're right. As for the cleansing, we, we don't repent and confess like we should. That's so, sin. we need to wash and make ourselves clean. So, spiritually. So, we can't say we don't sin. We got we to watch ourselves. Because he said, put away the evil of your doings from before my that's eyes. Right, see that's right. Or stop doing evil. Some of the way I dress is to show up that sin. Mm. To make up that sin. Yeah, I ain't going to leave that alone. I'll go ahead on. Yeah. Leave alone. You better move on. And 17, learn to do right. Seek justice. Relieve the oppressed. Mean helping the poor. Correct the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Amen to that. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. So, yeah. true repentance always comes with the confession of certain sins. The Holy Spirit does not give us weak feelings of guilt. He makes sure we know our weakness. Oh, yeah. He makes sure. But see, we got to have it. When we find our weakness out, we point to the next door neighbor. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> so. That's the, so we can't never say we don't sin because <laughs> every time we look up. <laughs> we got he shows our weakness. So true confession always recognizes different kinds of sin. Some sins may be brought before God only. Some may be wrong that should be confessed to persons who have suffered injury or harm through them. Or some may be public sins and should then be confessed to the public. Right. But all confession should be clear and to the point. It should admit the very sins of what you are guilty of. That's right. Don't say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. You need to be specific. Because brothers and sisters, you may sin a curse word and there were five people standing around mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. You got to go back before them five people and say, I, I, I come to apologize for the ugly word I said yesterday. We don't do that. Mm. But God said we should. That's right. You got to oh. be careful. You got to know. Oh, that's right. You got to learn to do right. Oh, we got to learn to and do right. And we got to seek justice. That's like right. Like what he's saying. And that's the purpose right. of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is to show our need of Christ's saving grace. That's right. That's why I asked him, because I know I've done things that, Lord, forgive me. And then I had to go to that person. Oh, yes. Forgive me, Lord, because I goofed up the other day. And you know it, I know it, and you other person something know wrong it. to somebody. And yeah. I said wrong. See, I know I got to be cleansed to my grave, because my mind... He told me my heart was so desperately wicked that I don't know it, and I don't know it. I'm glad brothers and sisters know y'all. I'm glad you know your heart. No, we don't. You know what you're going to do and what you won't do. I'm glad. But I don't know mine. 
repentance does not make God love us more, but it helps us to appreciate his love more. Confession does not earn God's forgiveness. Instead, it helps us to receive his forgiveness. And see, God does not love us more when we repent. He does not love us less when we fail to repent. His love for us is always the same. The only difference is our answer to the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the truth is that our hearts may fail mm. to receive the blessings that God has for us. And this is because our spiritual arteries or blood vessels are full of the pollution of sin. Mm. Now that, that's, that's, true. <laughs> and that's true. The blood won't even run through. It's so full of sin. <laughs> <laughs> so sin makes us insensitive or not able to feel the Holy Spirit's leading. Sin makes it hard for us to accept the Holy Spirit's leading. But repentance and confession open the clogged vessel of our spiritual hearts so that we may receive the overflowing of the Holy Spirit power. Ooh, is that in blood clots? That's from? right. That's where them blood clots That's where them blood clots be coming oh, from. Boy. If we don't get them out, it'll don't, kill us. Don't get them out. Let me tell you what, better repent. Ask the Lord to come in and cleanse you. So cleanse we open those blood vessels so it can flow freely and you will feel the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Spirit. We're in the time. We're in the end time where every one of us, brothers and sisters, need to stay on our knees and ask for cleansing because if you think, you're all, if you think you're all right, Satan got you pulled. Satan got you we, just way. Yeah, he got you clogged <laughs> all up. And you better watch out strokes and heart attacks come behind that. You yeah, better go on and get on your knees and say, Lord, help me so that I may be able to help another brother or sister. Amen. So we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 12 Hebrews. and verse 17. Okay, Hebrews 12. Verse okay. 17. Alright. Hebrews. Oh, oh. Okay, right there. I'm looking all over. Hebrews 12. 12, verse 17. Verse 17. For you understand that later on when he wanted to regain the title to his inheritance of the blessings he was rejected, disqualified, and set aside for, he could find no opportunity to repair by repentance what he had done, no chance to recall the choice he had made, although he sought, sought for it carefully with bitter tears. Mm. Um, there are several good examples in the Bible of people who tried to repent but were not forgiven by God. They wept. They were sorrowful. They confessed their sins, but they were not forgiven. We're going to read uh, in uh, Exodus chapter 12 in the Old Testament. Okay. Exodus 12, verse 29. Exodus 12, 29. Exodus. Yeah. Right there. Chapter 12, verse Chapter 29. Chapter 12, 29. And we're going to read 29 through 32. Okay. At midnight, the Lord 
slew every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoners in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. Pharaoh rose up in the night, he, all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. He called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and the Israelites, and go, serve the Lord as you said. Also take your flocks and your herds, and you have said, and be gone, and ask your God to bless me also. So he was sorrowful, but it was too late. Let's look in Numbers chapter 22. Numbers 22, verse 32 and 35, 32. Numbers 22, 22. starting at verse 32. And 32. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? See, I came out to stand against and resist you, for your behavior is willfully obstinate and contrary before me. And the ass saw me and turned from me these three times. If she had not turned from me, surely I would have slain you and saved her alive. <clears throat> Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know you stood in the way against me. But now, if my going displeases you, I will return. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but you shall speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went with the prince of the Balak. So in Hebrews chapter 12, when we read Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 17, it describes it well. The verse says that when he, Esau, wanted to inherit or gain the blessing, he repented. Like Pharaoh, like Balaam, and Judas, and Esau's heart was not broken. But they repented, but their heart wasn't broken. Well, see, <clears throat> that's what we have to understand. It wasn't broken. See, it was over the pain that sin had brought to his family. Repenting, you repent with the heart, not the mouth. You mm. see, so many of us do with our mouth and repent with the but heart. But our heart is not broken. The heart must be broken. The heart must repent. Mm -hmm. See, God, God knows we can't fool God. See, the heart must cry out repentance. And the reason why they, they, it was over what the pain that his sin had brought to his family, like we said, and to the heart of God. But Esau's greatest interest was in the birthright he had lost. We got to remember that um, Esau only was sorry that he had not received his birthright which he believed to be rightfully his. His reasons were not pure, so his sorrow was for himself. Right. So people who falsely repent are more interested in the results of sin than in the sin itself. Yep, amen. So we gotta remember, it is a, there's a difference between true and false repentance. And God repentance, knows. And God knows and your God heart. Knows. It doesn't matter what your mouth say, but your heart has to feel it first to the yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, so the Holy, the Holy Spirit knows. Because it's true that sin brings terrible results, 
But repentance is not about the negative results of the sin. It is about the dishonor and sorrow that our sin has brought to God. Amen. And true repentance is always shown by three things. First, a sorrow that our sin has broken God's heart. Amen. Sin hurts us because we hurt Jesus who loves us so much. And second, there is an honest confession of the certain sin that we have done. True repentance does not come with excuses for our behavior. Yeah, I know. It does not put blame on someone else. That's Amen. right. Amen. That's not repentance. And we that's are, not true repentance. We're so bad about, uh, I did this because you done that, or I did this because you did that. Uh-uh. Face up, you're wrong. And that's ask right. for forgiveness and, and don't point your finger. And with true repentance, we take responsibility of our actions. That's right. And the third, true repentance always include the decision to turn from our sins. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's true repentance. And so remember that when you go to confess your sins, let the Holy Spirit work on your heart so that you can confess your sins, that you may be continually cleansed from unrighteousness. Right. So we thank you for joining us tonight. And we're going to play a song and come back with closing comments, prayer, and we're going to let you, and, and our email address, so keep it locked in on LPJ64 or Mr. and Mrs. Sweeping in Time Bible Study.
tonight is confession will not be acceptable to God without true repentance and reformation. There must be sure changes in the life. Everything that does not please God must be put away. This will be the result of true sorrow for sin. The work that we have to do on our part is very clear. So wash your hands Make yourself clean. Get your evil actions out of my sight. Stop doing what is wrong. Learn to do what is right. Treat people fairly. Give hope to those who are beaten down. Cheer them up. Stand up in court for children whose father have died and do the same thing for widows. And this is in Isaiah chapter 16 and verse 17 what we read. So remember that. It has to be a changed life if you have confessed and repented and turning from your wicked ways. That's why God said, bear the old man every day. We have to die daily of ourselves. Every day. And so now we're going to have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. 
recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. And remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. We always want to thank you for joining us each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That we may enjoy the word and learn the truths of his word. That we may continue to be transformed into Christ's character. And remember, if you have need prayer, and you have a Bible question, you can always email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And may you have a wonderful and blessed Sabbath, and have a blessed night. Good night.